It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Of the final play of the football game. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! It is a great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. From the home of the state's land-grant institution, inside the Health Plan Studios, in the Dale B. Miller Building in Morgantown, it's time for the state's most listened-to sports talk show. This is the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. CityNet, cybersecurity experts for the digital age. And now, across the state of West Virginia and beyond, Sports Line is on the air. And welcome to you, and thanks for being with us on this Monday, the 28th day of August 2023. It is game week, West Virginia, Penn State, Saturday night. We'll break it down all week long, and we'll start this evening with comments from WVU head football coach Neil Brown. He held his media day today, and this evening from Steve Jones, the play-by-play voice of the Nittany Lions of Penn State. During the course of the week, we'll hear from Mountaineer coaches and WVU players, and I don't need to tell you that everything seems to ramp up speed-wise and everything seems to go really, really quick once the season starts. It's just go bang, bang, bang with all of these games, and especially this season for WVU because they do not have an open week until the first Saturday of October. We will play five games before the end of the month of September, which means 41% of our season, 41% of the season will be over before the first day of October. So buckle it up, and here we go. Massive games, too. Not just the number of games, but massively important games here in those first five. No question. Massively significant. Every game's important when you only play 12 in the regular season, but obviously these this season are just massive. And you've got the two longtime rivals in Penn State, then Pitt in a couple of weeks. And so it just ramps it all up. And the oddity that you're playing three straight games at home, which doesn't happen often. So you got to eat at home for sure. And you take your swing on Saturday at Penn State. We'll get into that. Coach Hunter, good evening to you. Good evening. How are you? Good. You did your projection show mm-hmm. and prediction show yesterday. How many total takes? 168 votes. 168. Which we had 181 last year, and I have no idea how, because 168 is maybe the second highest, but I don't know how we could have jammed anymore. Uh, that, that, that's a lot of potatoes in that poke. So, how, Brad, does that make the poll scientific? No, still anecdotal. Oh. Not scientific. Still anecdotal. Okay. Still but, anecdotal. I just, I just lost my mic. Anyway. I go back uh, 
14 years in keeping chart of the predictions. And I, yes. I think typically they're, they're fairly accurate. Last year, last night's prediction average was 6.52 wins overall. Seven, last night was 6.52? Yes. Seven wins was the, the, the highest number that people predicted, but the exact equal numbers for six and eight um, out of that. So, um, you know, more, more often than not, people are within the ballpark of, of what the final total will be, but now we'll just have to wait and see. All right, let's do this thing. So, as I said, Neil Brown addressing media members earlier today, hit a bunch of different topics. Let's jump in. First off, Neil's approach to this fall camp, getting ready to play, number one, your first game on the road and against a team that's currently in the top ten. His thoughts. Hey, here's the thing. like, uh, I'm done talking about the schedule because everybody – says I'm complaining, but I'm, I'm just stating the facts. Um, so I don't know if it's a good time. To, this is the best team they've had in a long time. Most talented team they've had in a long time. I don't know when the last time they were this highly ranked. Uh, I, I'm not – I don't necessarily follow them. So you'd have to ask somebody else. Um, <clears throat> but I know as a team, this is this is a tough opener, not just because of the talent, but because you got to go on the road and you got to play. And the thing that people don't think about is you got to speed up. Everything's sped up in fall camp. And what I mean by that is, is you got to start working noise and crowds and things like that, you know, going into week three of fall camp because you can't just do it game week. You know, it's not fair to your guys. And so your all of your preparation is sped up because you got to go on, on the road and play in a really loud venue. Um, I, as far as hey, it is what it is, we're going we're gonna to line up playing. It's their first game. It's our first game. You know, I, I told our guys, we don't have the benefit of the doubt of making this big jump between week one and week two. You know, like we got to be ready to go, and that's kind of the way we've we've gone about our fall camp. Is we pressed on the gas, we tried to be super physical in our last scrimmage. We tried to treat it just like a game from a physicality and number of plays perspective. And so, because we don't have the benefit of the doubt, we're not easing into this, and we got to be ready to go from the first kick at seven thirty-seven. Tony, to answer his question, there in twenty twenty, the Nittany Lions were seven in the preseason poll. They were also seven in the preseason poll in. I'm sorry, they were six in 2017. Answer his question to no one's last time. Right. 2017, 2020. So, um, yeah, and expected. So last year, if you don't follow them, had two losses the entire season, both to the arch nemesises, Ohio State and Michigan. They ended the season with five consecutive victories, including a Rose Bowl win over Utah. So they picked up that momentum, and then they had several guys – unfortunately, to West Virginia and for West Virginia that could have gone right into the NFL draft uh, but did not. So they feel that they've lined up for this season. Next up for Neil Brown, let's talk about individual matchups. What are the key matchups that West Virginia needs to win against PSU? You know, I think offensively, it's the strength of our football teams on the offensive line. We've got to win some one-on-one -on -one battles up front versus, again, maybe probably the most talented group we'll play up front all year as a whole. We're going to play some other some other guys <clears throat> that are just as talented. And we played, I think, four first-round draft picks last year that are on the defensive line. You know, in our schedule we played last year. And so it's not going to be the first time our guys have gone against that kind of talent. And and they think they're that kind of talent too, quite, quite honestly. So uh, we've got to win some one-on-ones up front, and we've got to be able to break tackles. You know, it's a group that, that can really run and they get to it. So we've got to be able to break some tackles. Uh, defensively, we've got to we've got to win some some in some coverage matchups. You know, they're uh, 
as talented as they are at running back, you know, we've got to be able to cover them and we can't give up uh, shots down the field. And then we've got to be able to tackle in one-on-one. You know, we've got, to, we've got to run to the football, but we've got to be able to tackle their running backs in one-on-one opportunities. A lot there, in essence, the keys to the game of football. You've got to block, right? And you've got to tackle. Those are always the two, no matter what style you play, no matter what year it is, you have got to be able to push people back on your offensive line to make the defensive line move to initiate a new line of scrimmage, and you've got to be able to bring down those folks. And when it happens for the very first time in rapid fashion and in succession, that's when you really figure out exactly who and where you are. Well, yeah, and again, because – I'm not going to say that these teams are identical by any stretch because Penn State's rated top 10 in the country. West Virginia's much, much, much lower. But they do have similarities, and they're both going to lean heavily on a run game. Experienced offensive lines, good, deep running back situations. And the team that probably wins the run game is ultimately going to win this battle. So uh, for West Virginia, they've got to impose their will offensively by running the football. And we've gone over those stats many, many times. Last year, 5-0 and in games where they rushed for more than 200 yards. 0-7 when they rushed for less than that number. Oh, Penn State's going to be hard to run to that total on, but that's the type you got to, thing you got to do if you want to be successful. Singleton went for 1,057 yards last year rushing, so he's a 1,000-yard rusher. 715 of those yards came after contact. So when Neil talks about tackling when you get to him, that's going to be critical on both of those guys, but Singleton in particular going for, what, 70% of his yards after contact. If you are totally bought into football and this particular game, if you want to do your homework, I would encourage you to go to YouTube and just put in Nicholas or Nick Singleton highlights and just watch how he runs. And he is a dude with a capital D. You'll instantly see what Brad just said. Initial contact rarely takes him down to the ground. Uh, It takes a posse of people, and he runs through. So he's strong to begin with and then has wonderful, wonderful balance. Oh, and he's fast too. So, like, just think of it. When you're really fast, that first contact never normally gets you really clean. And, you're, and he's because of his, of his strength, he's able to break through it, and then you just kind of sit back and you go like, whoa, he's a dude. He's a really, really big-time running back. And then Okatron over there as well, um, same kind of a guy. They've got two little – I mean, there's not a total ton of difference between those two guys. These guys had 52 10-yard or longer runs last year combined, so they also can bust the big play in addition to getting up in there. Yeah. One's Stay- 224, one's 221, so they're not exactly little midgets. And I think it's less than 20 carries between the two separated them last year. So they're just like in and out, doesn't matter which guy goes out there. All right, stay with us. Still to come, play-by-play voice of the Nittany Lions, Steve Jones, more of Neil Brown when we return. Stay with us. Coming to you tonight from our Health Plan Studios. More coming up here. CityNet, statewide sports line. Glad I'm home. Oh, no. I forgot the milk, bread, the kids' notebooks, and all of this stress has given me a headache. Guess I'd better add Tylenol to that list. Ever find yourself in that situation? Call Fruth Pharmacy. Fruth has improved online ordering. Every item has an image and a clear description so you can see, search, and know exactly what you're getting. Fruth also has curbside pickup. Visit our website or give us a call and we'll get your items ready and bring them out to your car. Let us help ease the stress and the headaches. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. 
What is community risk reduction, or CRR as you've probably heard it? Community risk reduction means checking your smoke alarms to make sure they're working properly. It means having a plan in case of an emergency. It means being vigilant and checking on your neighbors. Community risk reduction is not a new program. It's a mindset change. If it's predictable, it's preventable. The CRR approach increases public safety because of the collective work with the community to understand, assess, and provide inclusive solutions to community safety issues. Brought to you by the Office of the State Fire Marshal. A lifetime warranty for your RV? Yes, Burdett Camping Center has West Virginia's only RV warranty for life. The warranty with no deductible, no maximum term, and it pays 100% of all parts and labor. Just buy your new RV from Burdett Camping. The warranty is totally free, and it covers everything from brake and suspension systems to AC, appliances, and even door handles. True peace of mind forever. Don't throw your money away. Get RV warranty for life only at Burdett Camping Center. BurdettCamping.com. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. Turtles and other reptiles and amphibians are kind of at the center of this illegal collection wildlife poaching issue. And West Virginia is not exempt from that. Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. People will call when they're standing right next to a rattlesnake on a trail or it's in the middle of a road. I try to catch everyone so that we could mark it or see if it's one of the snakes that we had previously marked. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hey everybody, it's Tony Caridi. And I'm Brad Howe. And that makes two of the three guys that bring you the podcast entitled Creatively Enough. Three guys before the game. It's our opportunity to really drill down on WVU football and basketball. We break down the opponent and then review every single game. We'll give you some numbers. We'll bicker back and forth. We'll take your calls, your texts, your tweets, and get into some of your questions. And we invite you to join us each and every episode. It's three guys before the game from Metro News. News in the mountains state happens quick and for decades you have depended on metro news for accurate news delivered fast now here's your chance to help keep your fellow west virginians informed if you see news happening become a metro news hawk by texting news to 35651 if you take a picture or video of what you see submit that as well text the word news to 35651 to submit your tip or story standard texting rates apply please don't text and drive Business owner, do you realize that your first line of network security starts with your employees? A link in a bogus email or working remotely without a secure connection can cause absolute havoc on your business. So do the right thing. Give your folks that work for you, your team, the easy-to-use security tools they need. Where do you get them? Go to citynet.net. That's citynet.net. Continuing our preview 
of West Virginia and Penn State, Neil Brown, addressing the media folks today. He has put some upsets on his resume during his career, wins at LSU, knocked off Nebraska in Lincoln. So the question was, how do you pull off an upset? You got to you got to eliminate the errors on your for, on your part first, and so well I, I think let's let's go back here, Bob. So I think it really starts with belief, and and you got to have belief, and and not only yourself but the people around you and, and and the plan that you're taking into the to the contest. So there has to be strong belief, and it has to be organizational wide. So you have to have that. Second thing is you 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 got to eliminate errors. You can't do things um, that that get you beat. And those are whether it's turnovers procedure penalties, those type of things, okay? Missed assignments would go in that, that boat. Um, and then you've got you've to make plays. There's always going to – there's going to be some, some 50-50 balls. Uh, there's going to be um, maybe a return or maybe um, a play on a third or fourth down, and you've got to make your share. You're not going to make all of them. You know, we're not going to go and make all the plays versus Penn State. They're too talented. They're going to make a lot of plays. But we've got to make our fair share. And then your goal is you want to be there. You want to continue to be in there. You want to hang in, hang in, hang in, and put yourself in a position to win in the fourth quarter. And those opportunities that we've had that have gone the way that we want them to go, that's that's been the way they've played out. There you go. In short, two words, play clean. You'll see how they play. Are you playing clean? Let's face it. And no one's going to disagree, and no one can make an argument to this point. Penn State is more talented. This plain and simple. They're more talented across the board. That doesn't necessarily mean that they will win the game. They've got more talent. Should they, based on talent? Yes, they should. But that's why things happen every college football Saturday, because that team doesn't play to its level of efficiency, and you, perhaps, exceed your level of efficiency but there's no shot whatsoever if you don't if you don't make mistakes that increases your probability significantly. I was talking, matter of fact, I mentioned this to Neil after his press conference today. I asked him the question. I said, is it more about making big plays or more about making less mistakes? Obviously, it's it's a little bit of both, but the game of football, the game of baseball, that's why they keep errors in baseball. That's why they keep turnovers in football, right? It's turnovers in basketball. It's the same thing. Possess the ball and don't give it to the other team, and you're going to have a swinger's chance. No, you're exactly right. And how many times? Like you said, especially if you're trying to pull off an upset. I mean, if you're just a more talented team, you can just slug some things out and withstand some mistakes. But penalties, turnovers – Big special teams plays. I mean, we never – I mean, we're going to talk about that. We never talk about it. But how often is a block punt or a, or a kick return a major influence in what ultimately is a close game? If this one's a close game and West Virginia gets one of those, all of a sudden, now you got a chance. But you, you got to do a couple of those things. Win the turnover, turnover battle, win the penalties battle, and then come up with a couple of special teams plays. A couple numbers to this, and, and what we're talking about right now is, is actually a season-long discussion. It isn't just exclusive to Penn State. We're going to come back to this every time. But here's a couple numbers to watch. We'll give you one offensively and one defensively. Pro Football Focus has a stat called turnover-worthy plays, and they're exactly what they sound like. They, they may not have necessarily turned into a turnover, but it was a pass that was thrown that very easily could have been picked. It's not taking care of the football and turning it into a fumble. So it's not just straight turnovers, but turnover-worthy plays. 
Garrett had the highest percentage in the Big 12 last year among quarterbacks that played in at least half the game in turnover-worthy plays. So that's got to get cut down. We've said that a bunch. If he can cut that down, then I think Neil has a chance to be more creative with the playbook, and you can do some things. But that's the first part that has to happen. The second number is also one we've talked about. Under Neil, this program averaged 10 interceptions per year, slightly over 10 interceptions per year, if you exclude last year. Last year, four. Right. So there's the there's the two pieces right there that both have to change. Garrett's got to protect the football this season and not throw as many passes into traffic. And number two, West Virginia on the other side has to get back to those 10 interceptions or more per year. You've got to do those two things, and we're going to talk about that all year. Uh, ESPN, as everyone knows, televises and has televised literally thousands of college football games, thousands of college football games. And they did a survey and a study to try to find the commonality of when a team wins a game, what are the, what are the trends and what are the stats that continue to show themselves? And so they have four categories that they have come up with. And when you do a pre-game comparison of numbers, if one team wins three out of the four, then that team has a high percentage of winning the game. And then you can go back after the game's over and put the numbers in. So here is the ESPN Big Four. Some of them are pretty simple, and some of them you go, okay, that's interesting. Third down conversion percentage okay turnover margin all right here's the two that kind of go like okay yards per pass attempt Mm -hmm. yards per pass attempt and just the straight number of running attempts Hmm. and if you get three of those four it's a high number it's like high 70s 80 percent that team's gonna win is interesting because a couple of those are obvious but the other two you see all the time, but I don't think you'd take that as a, a barometer to victory or defeat. Yeah, Yards per pass attempt, West Virginia's two quarterbacks last year, the two lowest rated in the Big 12 in terms of yards per pass attempt among quarterbacks that played in at least half the games. So what do you think that stat's telling you? That's, te- that's telling you what you already know. West Virginia couldn't get downfield and then play off that. If West Virginia's not hitting plays downfield, then everything else backs up, right? People can close in on you. It's harder to run the football. So yards per attempt, better than per completion or yards per catch, but it's per attempt, and when they're low like that, you've got to get down. I'll give you some comparison. Garrett Green and and JT were about 6.3 if you average the two yards per attempt. If we go back to 2016, I've mentioned a couple times there's there's some similarities to me in that particular way that team won games versus way you might have to win games this year. Mobile quarterback, but could also throw it a little bit. Good offensive line, multiple running backs, including the quarterback that could run it. Skylar Howard that season was 8.2 yards per attempt. That would have been fifth in the Big 12 last year had he been playing in that. So what did we say so much about Skylar? He could run it, he could run it, he could run it, throw they could the block, and ball. then he'd throw the deep ball to Shelton Gibson. But that's, not, that's a quarterback stat, but that's not all on the quarterback either, as we have seen. They've got to develop some receivers that can get downfield and help. Garrett Green can get the ball down the field. Someone's got to be able to catch it and get some separation from the defense. More from Neil Brown now, asked about his team's preparation level going into the opener. You can put your guys in as many situations as you possibly can, um, but until you get a game, you know, especially for a first-timer. Now, 
for the most part, like I got a good, pretty good feeling how Zach Frazier is going to handle it, or Doug Nestor, or Wyatt Milam, or a De- you know, even though we haven't gone with Devin Carter, you know, he's played a bunch of football, um, you know, the guys that are returning. But anytime a newcomer, you know, comes and they haven't had to play, you've got a feeling of how they're going to react, but you don't know until you know, you know. So I think there always are some. Um, the the scary part as a head coach is there's so many situational aspects to college football. Is making sure you got your team prepared. You know, and, and there's new clock rules. And you just think about, you know, uh, a block kick. What are the rules? Or any, you know, kickoff return, your your ball, is when's it go in the end zone? When does it not go in the end zone? There's just so many little minutia details of getting a team ready. So, as a head coach, my biggest is always, okay, I've got these hit lists that I go. i got one for defense, offense, special teams. And I'm like, all right, I'm double-checking that thing. You know, if that's, that's kind of what I lose sleep on is, okay, do we cover everything? You know, in a meeting and, and on the practice field, did we cover everything that could possibly happen? Yeah, those are the things that make coaches crazy because it's on them. If it's something happens and you didn't prepare your team for it, then you just absolutely – that's on me. It's wild, though. He makes a good point. Football's got so many great, so many of those intricate little rules. And if you're Neil Brown, you've been coaching a long time. If you're Jeff Koontz, you've been coaching a long time on special teams, right? So most mm-hmm. of those times, you know that. Rodney Gallagher is returning kicks for the first time at the college level. Hasn't been returning kicks for a long time. But Rodney Gallagher is the one that has to know the rule, not Neil. So you've got to be able to get that to those kids while you're loading a bunch of information in there. You wonder why there's mistakes that happen sometimes. And it's always bizarre. Oliver Straw, I mean, you hope this doesn't happen, but if he has his punt block, does he know exactly what to do and when he can do it? Now, why you got to bring that up? On, I'm why just would saying, he bring that up on game week? <laughs> would you help him? Why would he bring it up? Things have, there are going to be weird things that will happen every game, including Saturday night, and you know, especially those guys who haven't faced that situation. There's no question. I mean – a thousand percent. Let's go back. The Super Bowl. How'd Garrow Upremian do <laughs> on that on that ball that got on that field goal attempt? Didn't handle that real well. But no, you're exactly right. Those are the little things. I mean, I've seen guys. I've seen guys take a kickoff inside the two yard line and run out of bounds. I've seen that, and I've seen. We've all seen crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, those are absolute. Fa- That's when I say talk about playing clean. That's part of playing clean. Oh, yeah, but but it's also hard. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it isn't. I coached youth this year in softball. I've been around baseball and softball my entire life, right? You don't need to explain to me the infield fly rule. You think the kids I was coaching understood the infield <laughs> fly rule? And we went over it a thousand times and tagging it. You think they got that? And when they took what are you going to do? So that's the challenge. You're right, trying to get all of that information onto those guys that are sometimes inexperienced. That's a challenge. There used to be a sign in one of the WVU assistant football coaches' offices. And for some reason, I want to say it was either Dave McMichael's office or Bill Legg's office. And it was an Amos Alonzo Stagg quote. And basically, paraphrasing this, it said, it doesn't matter how much you know as a coach. The only thing that matters is how much your players know. So you can sit here and be calculus level in your understanding of the XCOs, but if you can't communicate that and get them to understand that, then that's, that's failure. That was one of Dana's core tenets offensively. He said that repeatedly and a bunch. Didn't matter how many offensive plays he knew, what could he get to his guys? And that's part of why he had yep. such a small playbook. Stay with us when we come back. The veteran voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions, Steve Jones, will join us on the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family your employees, and your company. 
You want to plan with people you know, like the Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, the Health Plan. Let me ask you a question. Are you a friend of coal? Throughout history, coal has been a major driver behind West Virginia's economy. Billions of dollars of recent investment will ensure similar benefits continue for generations to come. Coal and coal-fired power generators account for over $14 billion in annual economic activity, and they supply 24-7 baseload electricity for our region. Coal continues to sustain 50,000-plus West Virginia jobs, putting food on the table for mountain state families. The industry stands united in support of good public policy to promote the growth of our extractive industries. We oppose the woke dimensions of state and federal governments, working to abolish or diminish this amazing economic engine and time-honored profession. And now we need your help. We invite you to join us as a friend of coal and let your voice be heard. Take an active role in standing up for miners, their families, and the benefits coal provides us all. To join and learn more, visit friendsofcoal.org. Then you, like me, can proudly say I'm a friend of coal. A message from the Friends of Coal. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. What you need to know today is just a click away. WVMetroNews.com has the latest statewide news stories from the capital city to your hometown. Follow your favorite sports teams from high school to the pros. Hunting and fishing information is always on the outdoors page. And never miss your favorite Metro News program with live streams and archived episodes. Wherever you are in the mountain state, the information you need is at WVMetroNews.com. Hi, this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 o'clock on the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State, talk about the Mountaineers, high school, and the Mountain East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at 304-TALK-304. Join us every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 p.m. on Metro News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. No matter the season, depend on Metro News for the best high school sports coverage. Follow your favorite school throughout the year with in-depth stories and features from Joe Brocato and Greg Carey. Watch game highlight videos and get the latest standings with the Metro News Power Rankings. Coming this June, complete coverage of the West Virginia High School Baseball Championships. Any season, every sport, Metro News has you covered with the high school sports page at WVMetroNews.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sitting at Statewide Sports Line, Tony Caridi, Greg Hunter, and uh, the Senator Brad Howe. Coming up, the uh, latest high school football rankings after the first week 
of high school football here in West Virginia. We've had we've had some movement. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Plus more Mountaineer football conversation right now. Steve Jones, the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions, joins us. I literally had not talked to Steve for year, decades, for decades. I now have talked to him today more than I've talked to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so he he was on three guys. He was on three guys before the game, which we put out earlier today. And I did his show this afternoon, and now he's coming on our show. So this is like, dude, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Talk about reacquainting. It's, it's all good. We talk a lot, I guess, right, this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, uh, you know. To say that, that you talk to me more than your wife, that's not a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, for, for one day. I mean, for one day. I mean, that's just for one day. For She'll, one she, day. Joan's yeah. probably fine with it, yeah, to I was be honest. Say, She's yeah, fine. Yeah, I heard what you said. You, I'll come home. I heard what you said. I'm good with it. I'm real good with it. Right. Hey, you know what? Well, mine one th- was, gl- mine was glad I talked to you three times today. <laughs> hey, one thing that we didn't jump onto, I want to hit you with a couple of topics that we didn't get into yeah. earlier today. Yeah. Obviously, you know, since the last time these two teams played – uh, there have been uh, massive changes within your program in a bunch of different ways. Obviously, the legendary Joe Paterno is gone. James Franklin now has taken over that position, and it is rolling. Give us some insight into the James Franklin era slash administration at Penn State. What's that world like? When he started here, Tony, uh, in 2014, Bill O'Brien had told me in 12 and 13, he said, Steve, I think 14 and 15 are going to be the hardest years because the NCAA had put scholarship restrictions on Penn State at 65. And when James took over, he had 63 scholarship players. And they, and they had no bowl game they were going to play in. Well, the third game of his tenure before the Rutgers game, the, they were allowed to play in a bowl game. They were finally, And they played in the pinstripe bowl against Boston College, and he had 41 available scholarship players. The areas he really had to rebuild here were, A, the offensive line, and he had to really rebuild the linebacking core. The offensive line part has taken a while. But getting a a difference maker into the program like Saquon Barkley, when they did, and Barkley was not a five-star recruit. This guy was a, quote, three-star recruit out of Whitehall in the eastern part of the state. They then had Trace McSorley, a quarterback, who played more the style of game that James wanted to play. That really was the jump start to getting things going. Plus, Bill O'Brien had done a really good job of recruiting some wide receivers into the program that made a difference, like Chris Godwin, like Saeed Black, no, a tight end like Mike Gesicki. Bill had recruited those guys, and James had to re-recruit them in the process. And that made such a difference. And in 2016, they had lost to Michigan, and they were 2-2. Two and two. And they had Minnesota here at home, and they were behind late. And they sorely ripped off a long run at the end of regulation that set up a Tyler Davis field goal. And he made it to send it to overtime. And then in overtime, Saquon Barkley ripped off a 25-yard run, and Penn State won. And then the next week, they beat Ohio State here. And that was the moment I felt, Tony, where you felt in the stadium instead of the, quote, us against the world mentality that they had experienced for years because of what had happened. That was the first release of pure joy I'd seen in that stadium in years. And they've had a a 4-11 win season since, which has been really important. 
Steve, I'm going to be interested in the atmosphere at Beaver Stadium this coming Saturday night. Uh, you know, accompanied West Virginia up there many times in years past, but it's been 30 years, and it's going to be a huge crowd. We know that. But West Virginia played at Texas many times in front of 100,000-plus, and wine and cheese crowd, it wasn't really very raucous. What do you expect Saturday night in State College? Yeah, I worked one game in Texas and felt the same way, but it was like a Penn State won the game like 16 to 12, so it wasn't one of those like, oh, hey, everybody get get going here. Um, it is, first of all, it's going to be under the lights. It'll be a <clears throat> finely tuned crowd <laughs> after yeah. being in the parking lot all day, and there's a lot of anticipation around here. So I think it's going to be a highly energized crowd that's been aching to get back into the stadium ever since the Rose Bowl. This will be their first opportunity to do it. It won't be a pure stadium whiteout, whiteout like it will be for Iowa in, uh, later in September, but it's going to be as close to one as you can get because they're going to do something called a helmet stripe. You know, Penn State has the blue stripe down the center of the helmet. Yeah. Well, the center part of the stadium, about 10 yards wide, is going to have, is all going to be in blue. Everything else is going to be in white. So it'll be as close to a stadium whiteout as possible. And the, the issue is going to be for the, the two quarterbacks at West Virginia. They're going to have to communicate in, in such a way where they're not going to be able to yell out what they're doing. I mean, the crowd goes crazy when the opposing team's offense is out there. So they're going to have to use silent counts, hand signals, and so forth. And it's one of those where you attempt to duplicate it in practice and people's ears are bleeding, and then they get in the stadium and they find out it's worse. Yeah. And that's just the way it's been. Steve, you told us earlier today on Three Guys Before the Game, talked about the high expectations on this team coming off the Rose Bowl win last year, the top 10 ranking heading into this season. And, and of course, you've got Michigan and, and Ohio State on the same side of the, the divisions as you all looking for not only a Big Ten title, but a national title potentially as well. Just big picture here. What derails this team if it does get derailed this season? It doesn't appear to have any weaknesses. What would be the issue if there is one? Well, I mean, you want to find out early in the season where you are with all this, but the thought process going in is that a difference maker for the program now is you feel like they're too deep at every position. And it really paid off last year getting more depth into the program. Landon Tangwall, the left guard, and Parker Washington. That was three of the 11 starters from the beginning of the season that weren't available, and they still rolled up 35 points. And that's the big difference in the program is the depth. And not only that, it's experience depth. So where are the concerns coming in? Okay, how will the defensive tackles play? We remember how the Michigan game played out. So how will the defensive tackles play? Um, what's the secondary like without having a quarterback like Jair Brown back there who really got everybody into the right coverages and could play in the box himself if need be? So you need to see how that looks. Offensively, how well does Drew Aller handle everything? Uh, and, you know, we saw him in a lot of games last season. And the biggest pressure situation, believe it or not, was the opening game at Purdue a year ago where – Sean Clifford couldn't come out to start the second half, and Allen went in there, and he acted like it was Friday night in Medina, Ohio. Like, okay, we're good. And he was calm, cool, collected, and threw the ball really well. So that's the one high-pressure, high-leverage situation on this level he's been in. 
And he does act like he is nonplussed. I mean, so I give him a lot of credit for that. I and mean, he has a lot of great attributes. How will he react after maybe his first turnover of the season? How will Penn State react when they're put in an adverse situation? I'll never forget 1994. Penn State had a great football team. They went 12-0 and that year. And Joe Paterno kept saying all season long, he says, I won't really know about my team until I see them face adversity. And they found themselves down uh, by 14 points, or by 21 points, I should say, to uh, Illinois and came back and won the game. That was the, that was the adversity that they faced. How will this team be when they face adversity? How will this team be when they go into Columbus? Uh, how will this team be when they face Michigan in November? Uh, you know, so that's what you're looking to see. There are a lot of hurdles you have to clear, and it's difficult to negotiate You know, 12 weeks uh, during any college season because the attrition rate can be high because, I mean, for obvious reasons, there's a lot of hitting that goes on during the course of the year. So, you know, that's why depth is such a determining factor with all the top teams in the country. As usual, you're the guy. We appreciate the insight so much, Steve, and uh, I promise you I won't call you at home or anything like that. Now, I might text you later, but I'm not going to call you at home tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll conclude it for now. If I don't talk to you uh, in advance, I'll see you on Saturday. Again, thanks so much for spending some time with us throughout the course of the day. You guys are great. I'm really, it's really great to reconnect with everybody in West Virginia, including you guys. Thanks a bunch, Steve. Take care, buddy. You bet. Yeah, there he is, Steve Jones, the voice of the Nittany Lions of Penn State. And it's amazing, Greg, when you just said that. You know, it's been 30 years. Gosh, dang, when you say that, it's just like it's a mind-blower when you, you think about here's that. Here's one that blows my mind. I asked Neil Brown how old he was in 1992, the last time these two teams met. He was 12. 12. The head coach was 12. Yeah. As they say, it's getting later than you think. We'll take a break. Stay with us. More coming up on the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. Does your business have a mobile workforce? Employees love it, but you know it can be challenging to keep them connected, productive, and secure. CityNet's mobile workforce solutions give businesses the tools to stay connected and productive even when employees are on the go. Mobile security and device management, secure remote access, cloud-based collaboration tools, and more. We have solutions for your needs and budget. Call us today at 844-CITYNET or visit us at citynet.net. The sports medicine experts at WVU Medicine treat athletes of all ages and skill levels, including the Mountaineers. So whether you suit up for WVU or play for fun, don't let an injury keep you on the bench. The best athletes around the state depend on world-class care from the same WVU Medicine orthopedics providers that help you with sprains, broken bones, or anything that life throws at you. It is a great day to be a Mountaineer with WVU Medicine. Call 855-WVU-CARE. Let's talk about drugs. Drugs, legal or not, can affect your ability to drive safely. And it's not just illegal drugs. Prescribed medications and even over-the-counter medications can cause impairment. Just like drunk driving, driving under the influence of any drugs is a crime and can land you in jail. So, be smart when you consume drugs, no matter what they are. Drive high, get a DUI. This message is brought to you by the West Virginia Governor's Highway Safety Program. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families. 
We are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, The Health Plan. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. State Police Superintendent Colonel Jack Chambers says a hidden camera at the State Police Academy and Institute and the destruction of the storage device that contained footage from that hidden camera are currently the subject of federal and internal investigations. We did ask the federal authorities to investigate. We also believe having an independent agency review, that'll help us with the trust and the confidence in the findings they come up with. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Saturday, former Montaneer Jackson Wolf won his major league debut. He pitched five innings for the Padres in a 14-3 win over Detroit. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that'll keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. WVMetroNews.com, the only website you need to stay informed in the Mountain State. Get the latest news and sports stories, information on the great outdoors, and never miss an episode of your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts, including Talkline, Hotline, Sportsline, and Three Guys Before the Game. Make a bookmark now and visit WVMetroNews.com first thing every morning to find out what's happening all across the state wvmetronews.com Say, did you know that WVU Medicine is the exclusive healthcare provider for WVU Athletics? The WVU Medicine Sports Center carries for athletes, all sports, all ages, from weekend warriors to your favorite mountaineers. So their goal is to help everyone get back to their highest level of activity possible, whether that means returning to just a simple, I shouldn't say simple two-mile jog, returning to a jog, or reporting for practice for the mountaineers. You can visit wvmedicine.org slash sportsmed. So the same docs that work on mountaineer athletes will work on you. Check it out, wvumedicine.org slash sportsmed. So Steve Jones of the voice of the uh, Nittany, Ly- uh, Nittany Lions uh, obviously gave us some good insight. We asked him three questions that we didn't hit on our podcast today. If you want like the specific X's and O's, and he does a fantastic job of breaking down his team, uh, we encourage you to check out our latest three guys before the game. It's available to you wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. And uh, you can see the senator wearing his efforting T-shirt on there. It's very nice. That's from the uh, it's from the collection, Coach. That's our fall collection. I mean, everyone's got to have a nice. fall collection. Yeah, there it is. It's our efforting T-shirt available on our website. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, little, yeah, absolutely. Three guys before the game on the side. 
I think Ap- it's the top seller on the site right now. The top seller, coffee's pushing it, but the efforting shirt, number one seller. Big battle between the efforting T-shirt and uh, the coffee. Uh, available at episode800.com, episode800.com. That's a nice shirt. You, you didn't do that with just a cricket either. Oh, it's stitched. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, that's, oh, yeah. Nice and soft. Oh, that's the best. Only the best. Only Nothing the best. against a cricket. Texter. Good cricket reference. Just come out and say it, says a texter. Penn State recruited better than Neil Brown. Okay. There. I said it. Penn State also recruited better than Gene Corum, Jim Carlin, Bobby Bowden, Frank Signetti, and Don Nealon. West Virginia has uh, two wins since 1955 against Penn State. So, sure, to your point. But you might want to, I don't know if you're 13 years old or whatever, and you're just jumping in here, but, yeah, the reality of it is uh, Penn State has always had superior talent, plain and simple. Plain and simple. Uh, Texter says, as Charlie and Beckley, I've got to be honest as a fan, I'm beyond tired of hearing how this Penn State team is the 85 Bears reincarnated. It's college football. Any team can beat another on any Saturday, Mountaineer fans, and media should know this better than most. Let's go into the lion's den, kick the door down, and walk out with a W. I'm going to get Charlie to give a pregame speech. He's Fired ready. up. He, on Monday, he's ready. he's ready to cook it with gas. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's why you play. Because every single Saturday, there's going to be something that makes people snap their head up and go, whoa, what, what was that? What happened? Here's a, here's a number. Go ahead. This does back up. Any given day, anything mm-hmm. can happen. But Penn State at home, over the last 30 games, this dates back to 2009, when they've been a 20-point favorite or more. They're 28-2 and two overall in those situations since 2009. But... Huh? You want the butt? Yeah. Both of those losses have come since James Franklin became the head coach. Hmm. One in 20 and one in 2021. Hmm. Would you agree that the likelihood of an upset, no matter who it is, is greater in the opening game? Just because maybe the, the more talented team just doesn't have their feet under them? It could be, but I don't necessarily know if you – I mean, the thing that's hurting West Virginia uh, – this week is the fact that it's at night and it's on NBC and it's this massively produced, pumped up, promoted game. You can't catch them just like looking by. They're, you're going to get a, you're going to get their shot. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to put on a show. Yep. They well, want to put on a show. And hey, real quick, let me interrupt. I got to get this in. The uh, latest Thornhill Auto Group power rankings oh, out. There you go. For West Virginia high school football, if you want to check those out, go to wvmetronews.com. Is brought to us by. The Thornhill Auto Group. The road to total savings starts with Thornhill. Visit them on the Thornhill Motor Mile. I'm going to do this uh, real quick. Ten teams. Shall we begin in single A? Please. I'm going from ten to up. Ten East Hardy. Nine is Man. Eight Doddridge County. Seven Tucker County. Six Wheeling Central. They got thumped, didn't they? James Monroe. Mm -hmm. St. Mary's, five. Greenbrier West, four. Wahama, three. James Monroe, two, and the Yellow Jackets of Williamstown coming in at number one. Class AA, Winfield at 10, then Herbert Hoover, 
Roan County, Bluefield, Kaiser, six. Frankfurt, North Marion, Scott is three. You know, a lot of people had Scott undervalued. They played well Friday. Talked to a guy that Looked follows good. this poll pretty religiously. Uh, he chastised the voters on this poll. They he, they thought they sold Scott short early in this poll, but Scott's right there at three. Um, they had a 50-19 to 19 victory over Herbert Hoover uh, to open the season. Fairmont Senior at two, and Independence comes in at number one. Now the Triple A's. You go Musselman 10, Jefferson 9, Wheeling Park 8, world champion Morgantown comes in at 7, Parkersburg South 6, Cabell Midland 5, Bridgeport 4. Bridgeport hosting Morgantown this coming Friday. That ought to be a dandy of a contest. 3 is Hurricane, 2 Martinsburg, who defeated uh, Clarkson out of Canada, neighbors of the north, beat them, lined up, beat them. 35-7, their game played in Ohio. And then Huntington, who uh, rolled Spring Valley on Friday, is the number one team. Thoughts? Comments? Standouts? St. Mary's with a nice move after their win over Doddridge County. They jumped from 9-5 to five in the single-A poll there. Right. There's a lot of big scores on Friday yeah, night. Say, blowouts all over the state. You mentioned Cabell Midland right there. A lot of people high on them. Robert Shockey, quarterback, transferred from Parkersburg south of them at three rushing touchdowns. Greg, to go along with Curtis Jones, the WVU commit, mm-hmm. ran for three touchdowns. He's going to be a linebacker here, but had a good day offensively as well for that Cabell Midland team. Yeah, Jones looked like an athlete and a half with great size. Got to see some of that. Tomorrow on our program, we will jump into some comments uh, from WVU assistant coaches as they prepare for this season opening game, and we'll continue to follow as the week goes on. I guess this uh, no-depth chart thing is kind of the thing. Uh, Nick Saban down there at Alabama today uh, announced that he will not release a depth chart. He didn't, and also at Indiana, the powerhouse Indiana football, they have named a starting kicker, but they're not releasing that kicker to the general public. (laughs) Thank God, because you wouldn't want that to get out. That would absolutely disrupt preparations this week. Do kick Tom Allen, don't let your kicker's name get out. Crazy season has begun. That'll do it for us. Thanks so much for being with us. Sitting at Statewide Sports Line, produced by Dr. Lucky Luke Rousey. Back in tomorrow night. Check out our podcast, Three Guys Before the Game. See you. From the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.